Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? This episode 76 of Pop Culture Crisis. You heard the voice of my co-host today, but for first and foremost, I am Brett, and my co-host today, introduce yourself, please. Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. That was her bump-a-bum, and then we have our other co-host today. That was the other bump-a-bum. Introduce yourself, please. (laughs) Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Yesterday, uh, when we were doing, uh, we were talking, Miracle uh, name-dropped you in full name, and Dane, uh, Dane's like, you said her full name, and he's, she's like, she says her full name when she's on the show. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I do it. It's a little bit of a habit because it's my byline, so Mm -hmm. not that there's another Hannah Claire, but Claire can be a last name for some people mm-hmm. so just in case anyone is like she seems interesting i'll go to timcast.com right now i mm-hmm. you know like to be able to be identifiable that way perfect uh we uh also yesterday chris caught uh, I, I accidentally put the slack up on the screen twice exposing our work i don't know wait is that a is that like a i mean all it has is like first names like is that yeah. like a thing it's better for privacy maybe to keep it quiet okay but... all right well I, I mean like i was like if there was like an email address like on screen i would understand that or wait who has to i think they don't i'm just saying i was trying to think of like what it i guess it, it would maybe some people don't want people to know they work here or something yeah like that. i think mm-hmm. that's true and i think also just like it's the names you of know, all the you know, Slack channels. You know how it is. It's better to err on the side of caution. And there are some projects mm-hmm. that we have going on that are Slack channels that maybe like we aren't ready to reveal as a company yet. Fair maybe enough. So. Fair enough. There's so. secret projects that people shouldn't know about, Brett. You you live and you learn. You know, once you cede privacy, you can never really get it back. So just, this is true. This yeah. is, it's this okay. Is... Um, Chris can blur it out on YouTube. No, he just cut it. Uh, oh. He cut that part out. He freeze framed and let the conversation continue, and then restarted once it was back off the screen. Oh, uh, so some behind the scenes knowledge for everyone listening mm-hmm. at home. Yes. That's how that's how we we do things here. Oof. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, I'm going to reignite the. Well, actually, I did not reignite this conversation. The who the hell is going to play the next James Bond conversation comes back up uh, in the direction that mm-hmm. I did not think it was going to go, which I'm excited about. We are going to talk. about about Warner Media being bought out by Discovery again, Warner Media again being bought out again by another company, which I find absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the ultimate cringe that was poor, Re- poor Rebel Wilson doing the the monologue for the Baftas. Uh, not everybody can be Ricky Gervais; they they really can't. It's not her fault. 
it's not her fault. We are going to talk about uh, Jake Paul and the offer he made. And then we've got, we have no podluck today. We just have a fifth segment in honor of Hannah Claire always wanting to talk about Dolly Parton. We're, we're going to talk about uh, a specialty Dolly Parton segment today. Look, Aww. I think Dolly Parton deserves some recognition it's, and I'm trying to diversify our topics that's, here. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay. So here's the thing. When in I, no categories am I ever the diversity in the room. I just want to put that on the table. So mm-hmm. it might as well be the things I'm interested in. I'm fair, just kidding. That's fair enough. Uh, no, but so I, I was thinking like a, a lot of the channels, like I, I was thinking of YouTube channels that I've watched over the years and how they kind of find their voice eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I just imagine like a year from now, I'm going to go back and like uh, look like I'll like Google the, or I'll like YouTube the channel. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, why the fuck talking about Dolly Parton. No, you won't. Uh, You'll be like, that or, makes or sense. Or will that be, or will be that the thing where that'll be our thing and we'll be talking about stuff that nobody else is talking about. Yeah, I think just generally, you know, it's good to have a well-rounded perspective on pop culture because it's so broad. And yes. I think you guys do a really good job of talking about a lot of sides of entertainment. So... As often as I bring to the table not knowing what you're talking about and just asking questions, I like to also occasionally be like, hey, you guys might be interested in this. I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's good because uh, for me, it's harder to do that because when you're the host, you want to feel like you know what you're talking about. Sure. Um, it- it's not pleasant to be like, yeah. I don't and-, and I don't know. But I did send you an article on Dolly Parton and I think our audience and you will. S- I think you already know why I've I sent it up, to you specifically. So I've, I've pulled up I some supplementals. Be, yeah, I think you'll be in a good spot. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. James Bond. Uh, miracles. Get ready to make your arguments here. Okay. Uh, the I'm James doing Bond. My research right uh, now. I, I like this. Well, no, you Miracle have doing her homework in class. Miracle, over here. No, Miracle <laughs> has the person she wants to play. She wants Idris Elba to play James mm-hmm. Bond. Ooh, um, yeah, to which I say he's too old. Um, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm here to moderate this debate. I understand why I've been brought in. Well, the, 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 the debate is that I'm right and she is wrong. This is always Classic Brett Patriot. <laughs> very... how, how did you know I was going to blame it on that? Very patriarchal. I'm a huge fan of the patriarchy in case anyone's listening. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it says the that J- wasn't sarcasm and it sounded like it was uh, Lydia has the same problem where oh she, she says stuff that sounds like it's being sarcastic but it's not That's so um, but this is the James Bond odds have been t- have taken a big turn as Reggae Jean Page loses the top spot yet again and I did have to google how to pronounce his name I looks like Reggie to me but obviously Reggie. it's Reggie it's obviously not it says the spy game has just got hot all over again uh, I didn't know who he was. I've heard of Bridgerton, which is the show he's very well known for now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I saw these creepy interviews where, like, uh, uh, like an interviewer is like, I heard the show had a lot of sex, and then I was watching it, and there was no sex, and I was like, where's all the sex? I'm like, no wonder everyone thinks your industry is full of, it's just a cesspool of, like, uh, depravity yeah. and disgustingness. Like, uh, I, and you guys, like, I, I, I wasn't ne- willing to go to Pornhub, so I just saw <laughs> as close as I could get. And then I imagine, like, in, like. I think that's true for a lot of people, though. And then, no, and then I imagine, like, the, the people who work in porn, like, and you look down on us. F yeah. you guys. I, well, I've known people, like, conservative men who take a very strict like i don't watch porn stance Mm -hmm. which i respect i think it can be positive i think porn can have a lot of negative qualities but then they're like yeah anyways i watched all of game of thrones and i want to be like you're right really telling that line is it really a difference yeah it's a personal call it's not for me to make it's got a better story Um, yes i i read it for the article i'm like showrunner for porn who's like they ripped off my idea they put slightly more clothes on 
not even fair. Uh, there, I did, I did see an article at one time we were going to cover about how uh, it said like the the porn parodies are now better than the the actual superhero movies. Yeah. Uh, or I just wonder for how long until we have a headline that's like new HBO show like has a surprising new for like showrunner and it's like the head writer is actually. Yeah, know. that's what. Well, like uh, Euphoria had a couple of different adult uh, stars mm -hmm. in the show. So that's that's not that's nothing new. That's been part of Hollywood for years. Like they, but we haven't had it from that angle. But we haven't had it from that angle. So it says for some time now, Netflix star uh, Reggae Jean Page. I, I I'm gonna make sure I'm, it, it's it's not Reggae. It's Reggae. Are you sure? I listened to Jimmy Kimmel say it, or one of those people say it. But he's American. Oh, wait, no, no he's, he's not. not. He's okay, we gotta keep. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Here's Miracle pretending she knows what she's talking about again and just winging it. Wow, <laughs> I love winging it. Sitting in a command. So he was this actor. So he's from Bridgerton. Was sitting in a commanding lead on the James Bond odds leaderboard. I do love that there's an odds leaderboard somewhere. I'm picturing like an actual physical leaderboard somewhere mm -hmm. where there's just like like in the in the heart of uh, like you could go to a sports London. book and you could bet on yeah. whatever team, but London. also you could bet on like the actors. I think you can do that uh, in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it says, uh, favored by fans as Daniel, he was favored by fans as Daniel Craig's successor for some time. I don't know about that. Like, I'd never heard of this dude until recently. So for some time, seems a little bit odd to say. But it says, it looked like he might not be, he, he, he might not be knocked out of the lead anytime soon. That assumption makes today's new odds all the more surprising as Paige lost the top spot yet again to some rather super, to some rather super competition from the leaderboard of the James Bond movies to come. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill is our new lead. He's the new odds-on favorite to become James Bond. Mm -hmm. To which I say, yes, Henry Cavill is the man. So they should do this. Uh, well, he's a he's a he's a fanboy. He's he's like a he's like a buff version of a geek. Mm -hmm. um, so like, there's the there's a really famous meme that says like, it's a it's a guy who's like my, the girls that say like I like geeks, and then it's a picture of Henry that says the geeks that she likes, and it's a picture of Henry Cavill fixing a computer with his just gigantic arms. Uh, so that's that's really what this is. It says uh, uh, betting firm uh, Coral via Express has issued a new set of standings for the race uh, become, uh, to becoming the next 007. As you probably expected for a recent odds. Ooh, a recent odds update. I did not see that. I'm going to click on that. We're, uh, okay, so it says as uh, James Bond odds see uh, Reggae Jean Page and Henry Cavill continue to duke it out. A previous front runner climbs ahead. So this is, uh, it looks like they're keeping up. To date, this was this article was 14 days ago. The one we're reading now is just the other day. Mm -hmm. So, so it's got Henry Cavill in the lead at two to one. Now, how do those odds work? I, I, I'm horrible with numbers. So, when they say two to one, what does that mean? It means that three people voted, two sided, and yeah, two said yes, one said no. Yeah, yes. So okay. he's very likely. Um, so if it's if Reggae Jean Page is seven to two, what does that mean? Seven said no, and two said or seven said yes, and two said no. Yeah, so it would be like you have. I'm not somebody a gambler. Come for me in the comments on this. I get it. I'm not a mathematician, but what it's saying is like the based on the odds that people are betting, they think if you compare them to like so if you made them both like if you interviewed 14 people or whatever, like seven would say no and 14 would say yes. That's okay. Not 21. Okay. Um, and if you did the same thing for the next guy, like more people. People are more likely to pick Kenny Cravel than Ray J. Page, and they try to get it down to the simplest, mm -hmm. like okay. common ratio. But right. no offense, like um, Page's face is too feminine for me. It's like mm -hmm. very soft. It's very rounded. He looks like Wilmer Valderrama. Who? Uh, from that '70s show. Oh yeah. yeah. Played uh, Fez. Yeah. Wait, wait, who does? Uh, Ray Gajan Page. 
He kind of looks like um, the guy that plays Fez. Yeah, I guess I see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was really funny because they. Uh, I was watching this thing where they were talking about how Fez, like in the show, like they had to work to make him look darky because the dude's such a han- he's such a handsome dude that they had to like make him look less handsome. You think he's really handsome? I think he's a handsome dude. I do. I think hmm. this is like Tom Cruise all over again. Mm-hmm. I I think he's okay looking. Okay, with uh, with facial hair, I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's uh... good looking dude. He kind of looks it's like that. That's a horrible uh, picture of him, though. That's like super oh, close up. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's like Look, super close up. Yeah. It's not my Five life. different photos, please. Nope. I don't know. Uh, so I'm just saying, I, but I do think they look alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I see a lot of. There's a similar vibe. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I don't think he would make a horrible James Bond. I'm not going to get into the, the race swapping debate because, like I said, I don't really care in these cases as long as they don't brag about it and make it seem like they're changing the world and making the world a better place by by dumbing or by changing out a character and making it something else. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it, uh, there's a good argument to be made that uh, James Bond comes from a family of like uh, noble, like there's like uh, uh, royal noble, bloodline, yeah, yeah. noble bloodline, which makes it less likely that he would be of, uh, of another race. Well, right? What I was going to say is like, I think sure if we're going to throw out the like racial aspect of it. Like again, whether or not that's accuracy to source material, who knows, mm. but I do think of him as being sort of a like, suave mm-hmm. like slightly highbrow but like tough guy and like i've never watched bridgerton this guy looks almost too young for that yes. role yep. whereas like idris elba i can totally get because he does have a very sort of like distinguished mm-hmm. now i want to see how old ray jean page he's is. like he's, 30 something it lists him as there's ooh, there's no age listed here he's on, like 34 i believe let on, me double check i don't see yeah look see if you can i mean 34 is about right by the time it comes out He's going to be by by the time they get to the filming process. Yeah, right? thirty-four. Okay, so he's thirty-four. It starts filming a year from now. He's thirty-five. By the time he gets done filming, he's going on thirty-six. I think that's about right for the start of uh, of that age. But some people don't like. But he looks younger. Than, yeah, age yeah. the way of their fate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Brett shaped his beard today, yeah. and I walked in and went. <gasps> And then I tried to act normal because people yes. don't like it when you gasp at them. Um, yes, uh, I don't like being stared at. Um, <laughs> well, you look good. It's uh, just like it did really have dramatic, like especially with men, like you said, with um, former Fez, like mm-hmm. facial hair does make a difference. It does. With the odds on this, you know, I don't recognize all these names. Tom Hardy is uh, number backwards. three. I would. I, I don't think Tom. I think Tom Hardy's a little bit too. Uh, I, I don't think he's the guy. He for that looks role. weird without his beard. The, he, that's what yeah, throws yeah, me that's off. That's a good point. It, it throws me off. I'm like, put it back. But and if I anybody has hear... seen the man from Uncle Henry Cavill, could absolutely pull yeah. this role off. Okay. Um, Can I just hear a quick like? So your top choice is Henry Cavill, and yours is Adriana. Like, yeah. why? And so, is there anyone you would be absolutely opposed based on this list? Um, I would be opposed to. Um, I don't think Tom Hardy is the dude. Okay, Tom so no Hardy. Tom Hardy for you, no Tom Hardy for Miracle? Yeah, Tom Hardy and then Tom I don't Hiddleston. Know who J- I don't think he can play it that well. He's not on this list. No, he's on um, the other list oh, that is you he? have. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Jamie, I don't know who James Norton is. Jamie, I Dornan's the, ha- Jamie Dornan's the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. and he was also the guy from the show The Fall yeah. with uh, Gillian Anderson. The okay. it's like a serial killer show. Yeah. He's very good. I, I could see him. I, I imagine that they were going to go like I, when I picture these roles. I picture it like. I almost think Henry Cavill's too famous mm-hmm. for the role. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel Craig was, and he has a weird Americana about him, right? Because he's been Superman. Yeah, but but maybe that's not. But he's also been. Uh, it's not that he's he in couldn't... Enola Holmes as is he's in the show in the movie Enola Holmes as Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, that uh, one is not bad, but he's... it's like 
Uh, I just didn't know if like his reputation carried over any connotation. Maybe he does it because he's annoyed that they won't give him a new Superman movie. Like, well, if I can't be truth, justice I'm in the American the way, British. I, well, he is British. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, so he's like, I'm going back to my British roots. You know when make they, him Doctor Who? Do you know when they <laughs> cast? Um, Hugh Laurie in House. I love that. They had said no, like we only want an American actor, and so he felt. I he, I've seen the tape. He was on location somewhere. Lighting's not great. Like, and he just talks he's in an, his gray, American he's accent. Got his gray. Uh, yeah, uh, and the guy was like, him. "He's great. He would totally have him." And like, it took a long time for that the producer of the show, whoever hired him, to be mm-hmm. like, "Wait, you're British?" I I don't even I don't even know if I buy that because so many of America's actors nowadays, like in American shows, are all British doing mm-hmm. American accents. And it's all this, it's always this vaguely American, you can't really distinguish where, like when Hugh Laurie did that, it's funny, he, he has a couple of words he can't say, he couldn't say, they would sometimes bring up a hospital called St. Sebastian's and he couldn't say Sebastian, he'd say Sebastian, yeah. uh, which is not how Americans would say that. And they were like, he grew up abroad. Yes, yeah, he, he had a couple of years abroad. Um, but uh, he, he's he's got a good one. But he, but I could see like an argument here where like, British, like, uh, James Bond is such an iconically British character that yeah. they are like mm-hmm. well, wanting someone who carries a certain amount of Britishness. You, you yeah, want to talk true. about a picture doing somebody no favors? This screenshot of Henry Cavill does it's him terrible. no favors. Like they literally took the word. So this author, or this photo editor does not. They want don't him. want him in that role. They're like, we're gonna get him out of there, no matter. It literally looks like his skull is. Uh, have either of you ever seen the movie Batman Forever, where Jim Carrey goes? bummer and yeah. like that that's what this looks like here mm-hmm. when he's when the thing's like sucking his brain mm-hmm. out of his head that's what that's what this looks like here uh but they're saying argyle which is something i i've been meaning to watch but i i i'm the chances of me getting apple tv even doing this job are so minutes nick and me had a conversation the other day he was like what can you name anything that's on apple tv and the only thing i could think of is that jennifer aniston like morning show nope i can't support her but i'm but I'm saying that's that's the only thing I could think of. And there was yeah. another thing called um, uh, Chris Evans show called like uh, Brian's uh, or Jacob's Jake. Uh, so you, you know can't even think of it. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's so like I, think I can't think of anything that have any like strong enough. If they if they have stuff, it's not strong enough to garner cult interaction that mm-hmm. makes people drives people to love it, platform. It feels like they want to be avant garde media, like they want to do like the uh, like kind of like I don't know if either of you watch IFC like at night, like the the independent film channel, like that's like it kind of like that, like um, independent movies, uh, stuff that would be considered more artsy, mm-hmm. and that's what that feel. Jacobs. I can't remember the name of it. That's that's how I remember it when me and Nick were talking about it, and I said I can't believe I remembered the name of it. It came out like a year ago. Mm-hmm. But what's Argyle? Uh, so uh, I believe our it's it's got to be a spy thriller of some sort. So it's or just, watch it be about fashion. Could be. Uh, uh, but I just I assume that it had to do with spies because they're talking about James Bond. But it mm-hmm. says we've known for some time that Argyle is the start of a potential trilogy with Henry Cavill starring in the lead of Matthew Vaughn's Apple TV film. One would think that maybe uh, that's enough to disqualify The Witcher star from being the hot that high in the list of potential. James Bond in a post No Time to Die universe. Apparently, that's not the case, and I'm pondering whether or not the latest reel of footage gave uh, Cavill a nice lead in the polls. Mm-hmm. Depending on what uh, on when these odds were pulled, they might not be the case. Putting the okay, so they're saying like uh, maybe those odds were pulled before Argyle came out or before people knew Argyle was going to be possibly a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says uh, Argyle is going is a trilogy movie, but Witcher is a TV show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like this guy's busy. 
He's always busy. Uh, Henry Cavill's one of those dudes who uh, I imagine is not not Sandra ever Bullock hurt. is jealous of. Very, very jealous of. She Sandra Bullock's got a movie coming out next month. She's like, if I was Henry Cavill, I'd be working all the time. Yeah, that's that's what she's thinking. So I'm maybe sorry. she wants to be. Maybe she wants to be James Bond. That's what they. That's, so, uh, but oh, down here it says perhaps the greatest irony is that Henry Cavill was one of those candidates that auditioned for Casino Royale but was turned away, and yet through the Man from Uncle, Mission Impossible, Fallout, he was he was fantastic is the bad guy in that mm-hmm. uh and now argyle uh cavill has made a career of playing ace uh, ace spies who aren't james bond mm-hmm. so you know it, that makes sense but i want to go to this other list that just has uh at the end the last one here it lists all these uh this one from uh, say, games radar yeah and it lists the uh see tom hardy without the beard it's so weird it's, i don't like it and even that's a good picture with like good lighting and it mm-hmm. still looks are they considering look, a lady here yeah, uh, there's a Lashana lady on there. She she's in the new James Bond movie as like 006. Cillian <gasps> Murphy's so pretty. They See, should have it be him. My friend, my uh, okay. I, apparently, it's not Cillian. Oh no, it's, it's Gaelic. Ki- it's Killian, Killian. Uh, with a C, which but is I, just, just wrong. Much like the Boston Celtics, yeah. I've been in America for too long. Celtic, 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 Celtics. Yeah. I'm not calling them the Celtics. It's, but but I do but, listen- but like. But it is the Celts. The Celts are like, yes. Yeah. And and Celtic music is a so, thing. Killian Murphy is beautiful. Perhaps they should. He have looks him. so creepy. What are you talking about? I don't about? think. Are you I, 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 I don't. Think, <laughs> I think his Whoa. eyes are. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he looks a little bit. <laughs> that would be interesting because he's about to play Robert J. Oppenheimer. No, no, he looks like an alien. What are you telling? What are you talking Richard, about? Richard Madden could be a could be a good fit. Uh, the guy who played Anna Claire. There's problems. I will hold the, you. The guy who played Daniel. The guy who played Zemo in Captain uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Brule. Yeah, uh, he could have been. He could be good. Um, also, <laughs> another actor that I want to throw into the ring. Have you guys ever watched Gallivant on ABC? No. Oh my God! So there's a guy. He plays. That's the jester. His name is Ben, um, Pearsley, and he's a Scottish actor. He's so he fits the criteria. Which should be cool. Another Scottish yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, so basically, he kind of fits the criteria. He's six five. Who's he? Okay, that's too tall. I think that's too tall. I, but I, he has I, an I, amazing singing voice, and he looks good with and without. I the think beard. your height is spread. Six five is fine. If you're trying, uh, I don't know why the the singing voice makes it. I was about to say, is he going to break out into song? <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I'm opposed to that. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, this list has gone off the rails. Mm-hmm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson cannot play James Bond. He's too top heavy. Clive's Clive Standen's a good choice. Clive Standen played. Have either of you guys seen any of the Taken movies with Liam Neeson? The yeah. first one. He played. Um, he played the television version of brian mills uh on the taken tv series which by the way was uh an underrated show wow a thing that was a movie that converted into something else you know how i feel about that I know. well technically it's it's a prequel it's not like a uh, they, it, so it's supposed to be him when you. he was younger no delegate looks so weird what are you talking about I, what is this i was <laughs> met by a spy he's like trying to keep this move forward and we're like no what is this that's you, a bad haircut. You do one. You that. do one topic. I don't think he's right for the role. Uh, he, <laughs> Thank you. He's got he looks some honestly, nice cheekbones honestly, and some bright eyes. He would be a good bad guy for a James Bond movie. <laughs> Fine, he's still good looking. Okay. No, he's. Not. I, I think he would play. Uh, he Miracle! Would, I'm worried about you. He would make a fantastic villain like him yes, and Mr. Henry Bond. Cavill. Yes. There's like something himself. wrong about it. Like his cheekbones are a little bit too like sharp for me, maybe. Or well, let's, like see what they, let's see what they say. It says uh, a good secret agent needs to be a jack of all trades. 
Killian Murphy is a step above that, often disappearing into roles in everything from dramatic lead in Peaky Blinders to a member of a horror ensemble in A Quiet Place Part Two. Mm-hmm. And then that's not to say that he was also Scarecrow in the James Bond movies and yeah. does a lot of the stuff with Christopher Nolan. Uh, so I, I do think he's got too dead. Of, his eyes are too dead to play Bond. I think he needs to play the bad guy. Thank you. No. It's the eyes. And I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a good-looking dude. He's a handsome dude. He's just handsome I in a way that. I didn't have an opinion about this until we saw this list. He's not James Bond handsome. Guy. He's James Bond villain handsome. They're different. That's even handsomer. Also, you were asking who's James uh, Norton. He played in um, Happy Valley and then War and Peace and then Mick Mafia. I don't know. I never saw Happy uh, Valley. The, Happy anybody. Valley. He played an ex-convent. Okay. He looks like he should be cast as like. And we should play a game on the show where you show me actors and we all just decide what role they're in based on nothing. But okay. um, based on what they look like. Yeah. He looks like he should be some Homeland Security agent who's very. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Henry Golding, who I can't picture outside of uh, uh, Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians. I don't he's like. He's good looking, but I still feel like he needs to play like. But he's some... like an action dude, right? So mm-hmm. I think they're, they're, he is to me. He's total rom-com and he needs to play like, I don't know, like. A dad's fighting for his marriage. Or I don't know. For me, I don't. He does look like a guy who comes home to save his marriage after a long day at work. And he's going to put in all that effort. To... Yeah, right. Like, I love he my looks family. like a really good dad. And Jamie Bell looks like a villain too. He 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 looks like Jamie Bell looks like he would play Cillian Murphy's number two. Killian Murphy's number two is the second bad. Guy. I do see that. I also think Jamie Bell could play a like <laughs> soccer coach, maybe <laughs> in like in a really aggressive, Perfect. like 1950s remake. Of course, we're also looking at this from like photos of them, like in. Mm-hmm. You, all you have to do, then you go look at their headshots and they look like completely different people a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who, I've never heard of Dan Stevens. Uh, I, I never saw Beauty and the, I never saw the Beauty and the Beast remake. No offense. No. He looks more handsome as the Beast than actual human. I think he's pretty, but he should be, again, I'm now playing my own game. Yes. I feel like, <laughs> which Fred is not loving. I've, I, I feel like this guy. It's fun. It's Dan Stevens should be a, let's see, he should be a contractor who learns something he shouldn't know about his employer. Not even an important role. So he gets like, he gets. T- no, he's like an ethical okay. conflict. Like he is the star of this movie where like he has a family he has to feed, but then he's been asked to do something he doesn't want to do. And like, what's the like, mm-hmm. what's he going to do kind of thing. All right. Perfect. Well, we, we've now all made it. I like the Clive. I, I think the Clive stand in choice was a, a kind of inspired. I wouldn't have thought of him. I, that, that show was on for, like, he was also in Vikings. Vikings mm-hmm. was very popular. Mm-hmm. So, um, miracle, any last thoughts before we move on? on I who saw you want? somebody like on the list. I thought it was an interesting choice. Where is he? Okay, who is it? Oh, right there. Um, Patel. Oh, um, Dev Patel. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Okay. I think that would be really cool if they wanted to go like the ethnic route. Okay. Instead of a black James Bond, they have a guy. Every every time these are these discussions happen, and yeah. someone's like they make James Bond black. There's a, a YouTuber named uh, Zach who goes, "There's more than two races." Yeah, I was it's, about to say like it's not just black or white. It's, it's, like, casting there's director. other yeah. there's other people in the world, dude. If you're gonna if you're gonna recast, yeah, I mean, I, I would need that to would see, be an interesting choice. I would need to see a picture of him. Um, Face not uh, not I mean, looking brutal. like that. Like he would need to look more cleaned up in in, in a picture for me. And you need like all of them walking the red carpet, and you're like, yeah. suave enough. Here we go. Or also, I'm, I'm looking at it. And throwing re- Louis Tang into. Okay, Dev Patel's kind of. Uh, all his pictures have facial hair though, so it's like James Bond's not going to have like a. No, did you see the one where he's younger? He doesn't have it. I'm looking. I'm looking in the video. Miracle just wants him because he was in the last Airbender. No. 
No, we do not speak of that movie. She wants her. Oh. Right there. He looks like he's giving a high school science presentation. Like, he's like um, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, there's Hugh Laurie. You just missed him right there. Uh, Hugh Laurie's the best. He mm -hmm. is. House is the best. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. But come on. Um, I just don't Tang? see it. I, I, I don't, oh, there? Or okay. Th there, I see. But the, the, to me, he just looks like Look, the, ra this is not the reggae genre. His hair has too much volume for me to pick <laughs> And I'm envious. My hair is extremely flat. Uh, we're, we're very honest here. We're very honest Louis here. Louis Tan. I can't believe anybody. Anyone, no, no one is supporting my Killian Murphy opinion. Nobody <laughs> likes him. Bad guy. Whatever. Bad guy. He can play the bad guy. With like a groovy scar. Yeah, I yes, can see that. Can... With a groovy scar. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute to describe it. There, there, we'll, we'll do that. We've, we've come to some type of truth today. So we, we don't know who the new James Bond is going to be, but we do know who his enemy is going to be. Exactly. We, and we no, made Tom that. Hardy. And no, he Tom Hardy can play a bad guy too. I know, but Tom Hardy with facial hair, please. I yes, don't like him without guy. facial hair. That's too weird. All right. Maybe okay. because his lips are a little bit too big for my liking. I like Tom Hardy, so I just don't like him in uh, the idea of James Bond. I just don't think that's for mm -hmm. him. All right. So I want to move on and talk about uh, Discovery stockholders approve the acquisition of Warner Media. So Warner Media is kind of like um, okay. There's like a really fantastic like joke about a. a, a a girl or a guy who's kind of man whorish, but it's uh, I'm not going to make that joke today. Basically, the idea is that this company keeps getting passed around. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm, I'm you're just going to allude to it in detail. I'm going, yes, I'm going to make the joke without making the joke. It's just that some people have made this joke, not me, says Brett, but not me. I'm, I'm more, uh, I would never, I would never. Uh, Disney stockholders approved the acquisition of Warner Media. I don't know how they wouldn't have, given that they allowed Disney to buy Fox, even though like it was very clearly there's very a very clear case for antitrust there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it says Disney uh, Discovery announced. By the way, that is the ugliest logo in the history of logos. I think it's supposed to look vintage, but it doesn't look right. All it looks to me is WB? the Simpsons. What about their like WB that was like on the water tower thing? I mm -hmm. like that one. That was the classic. What are they doing? So it says, uh, d also like this font underneath that says the stuff that dreams are made of. <laughs> it looks like a, someone's like, we gotta put something there. Comic too much, sounds. Too much like space and we can't make it bigger. Yes. Uh, Discovery announced on Friday that it, to its stockholders that it, that it, that its stockholders had approved the acquisition of Warner Media, which also includes the DC movie brand TV and DC Comics. The acquisition of Warner Media plus uh, Discovery is said to be worth about forty-three billion dollars. Um, I think the the Disney one was like eighty or ninety billion for for the okay. Disney Disney buying Fox or something like that. That makes like sense that. to me. Uh, it currently uh, it's currently unknown what changes, if any, will take place on both sides. But the below press uh, release states that the deal will go through early the second quarter of 2022. Do you know when that starts? Twenty uh, the quarters so is the January February March. Yeah, so, it's, so it starts the quarters April? are three months. So oh, it's uh, January February March and then April one is the start of quarter two. Uh, April, May, June quarter is quarter okay. two. And then You'll learn so. something new every day. Yes. So it says uh, Discovery stockholders approve the proposal related to Discovery's acquisition of Warner Media. Whenever when I first heard this, I go, Discovery? Mm -hmm. Like the is that the Discovery Channel? That's that's the first thing I thought of when I thought of this. So it says uh, Discovery Inc. Uh, on the Nasdaq today announced that the company stockholders have approved the various matters related to the acquisition of Warner Media from AT and T to create the Warner Brother Discovery Inc. Warner Brothers Discovery Inc., which is uh, not too awful sounding of a name, uh, a premier global entertainment company. The transaction will bring together Warner Media's premium entertainment brand, uh, sports and news assets, with Discovery's leading nonfiction and international entertainment and sports businesses. I don't know what Discovery. 
sports businesses are, but I'm assuming the nonfiction stuff is like all the stuff that goes on Discovery Channel. Uh, all those uh, are, you know, um, properties. And Discovery does some, if I'm not mistaken, some like not reality TV shows, but like. Well, yeah, like documentaries and stuff. Kind of documentaries, like some, I think, I could be wrong, but I think at one point they were doing like, they were behind the series that did um, uh, like, I'm pregnant and insert blank thing thing yeah. in jail, mm-hmm. homeless, like whatever else. I could be wrong on that one, but some stuff kind of in that vein. Yep. So, uh, and what I thought was interesting, the reason I wanted to cover this is because I was thinking the first thing, anytime I, I see something like this, all I can think about is the poor workers who are about to get laid off. Uh, I'm assuming bloodbath ends up happening, right? That's what happened when AT&T bought Warner. Yeah. Uh, was a, a lot, a lot of layoffs came about. So article two here, uh, says this is uh, Warner brothers, uh, ratchets up layoffs, uh, across HBO, Turner and Warner brothers. This is from 2019. Now this is the first time this happened when they were purchased from AT&T, mm-hmm. right? So it says, or by AT&T it says the bloodshed isn't letting up at Warner media, the entertainment Colossus formerly known as time Warner, whose name was changed after its merger with AT&T has recently axed 49 jobs in New York alone as it eliminates overlap across its HBO, Turner, and Warner Brothers units. Uh, a state government filing revealed on Tuesday, so, or on Thursday, excuse me. The figure doesn't include a host of big-name exits connected to AT&T's restructuring of the division, which kicked off in March. Uh, so uh, I imagine that we're going to start getting like notices like this once this goes through, that the same exact thing is going to happen, that positions at Discovery are going to overlap with Warner uh, as it was with AT&T. Sure. Uh, and then I, I just wonder if like those people are already like polishing their resume because this is like I, I I'm assuming a lot of these people had holdover from the previous uh, transition, but it's like I found this. Uh, it's basically a uh, like a timeline mm-hmm. of the original purchase so it says at&t short bumpy ride in hollywood time uh timeline of warner media's road to discovery spinoff deal so in 2016 the first report services from the wall street journal that at&t is in advanced talks to acquire i still remember watching like collider or something like or listening to a podcast going to work one day and hearing about this so it's just like this is a weird like i feel like i just had this even though that's like deja vu yeah like it's like it's like that was but i mean that was still a long time ago that was like six years ago but that's not a long time when you think of the size of these companies and being sold over and over again Mm -hmm. it's like sprint was only bought by at&t once there was not another and then at&t was not then sold to uh, another phone brand Mm -hmm. AT&T unveil, unveils its agreement to acquire Warner Media for $85.4 billion in, uh, on October 22nd. So it's lost value. When you, if you think about it that way, mm-hmm. it's being sold for, what was that number, 43 point something billion? Yeah, it's nearly half. So it's half the value. Uh, Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump, who's repeatedly criticized CNN and vowed to block AT&T's acquisition, is elected president of the United States. He didn't quite follow through on that promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, on February 15th, Warner Time Warner shareholders approved the merger. So that's the stage we're at now mm-hmm. in the in the new one. So we go down here and it says, uh, FCC chairman uh, Ajit Pai refuses to review the AT&T Time Warner merger passing decision to the Department of Justice. How would uh, FCC, that's like the federal uh, 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 communications and uh, I, I forget what FCC, but it has to do with television and movies. Yeah, and, they oversee and, like media. Yes. So uh, AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson and Makan Delrahim, uh, ahead of the Justice Department's antitrust division, meet to discuss recommendations for AT&T to divest DirecTV or Turner Broadcasting to assuage antitrust concerns. So they had to get rid of certain the same thing happened with disney they wanted to when they bought fox they weren't allowed to purchase like the sporting 
mm-hmm. divisions of it. They had to leave that uh, separate. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I don't know if, uh, if we look at this timeline, we're at the part now where they've uh, unveiled it. Uh, so we're wa- we would have to wait to hear now from the FCC. The shareholders have approved them doing it, but we haven't had any official word from government on whether it will be allowed to, though I imagine it, it will be. I don't mm-hmm. see any reason why this one would go through at a larger number uh, and the other one wouldn't especially at a devalued rate, right? Hmm. So it says the Justice Department files a lawsuit to block the AT&T Time Warner acquisition. The feds say the deal would greatly harm American consumers. AT&T blasts the Trump administration for its radical and inexplicable inexplicable departure from decades of antitrust precedent. Uh, So then we go down to 2018 to 2019. I just want to go through the... These are more like it says AT&T rebrands as Time Warner, uh, as Warner Media in 2018. So we've moved a year now. Uh, And then in 2019, the Court of Appeals unanimously upholds the ruling in favor of AT&T. So they're allowed to become become the... To become Warner Media uh, with AT and T as their uh, co-owner or whatever, mm-hmm. and then 2020 former Hulu chief Jason Kalar names Warner is named to Warner Media CEO. Warner Media sets HBO Max launch date on May 27th, pricing at 14.99 a month. And you go down here, going through all of this, uh, and then so, so he HBO was, Max is part of Warner Media, so that's yes. probably one of the biggest acts, a- assets. Yeah, so they built that on the backs of the AT and T during the AT and T deal, and then so here now we get down to that was in. Um, so the date launch for HBO Max is set on April 21st. On the 24th, Stevenson, that's the uh, CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Stevenson announces he will step down as CEO of AT&T in July with, yeah, the guy's last name is Stanky, which I can't say without laughing. I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> so the HBO Max launches amid the pandemic. In massive executive shakeup, Riley Greenblatt in Warner Media Corporate Communications Chief Keith Kakaza exits the company. So it's like, uh, the point is like constant turmoil mm-hmm. through this whole thing. There's no period. Like these dates are very close together each year. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there was no time of actual flourish. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the deal launches in May and there's not even anything on here about it doing well. Uh, it says it just says it announces amid the pandemic in uh, a massive executive shakeup comes right after. And then right then, August 10th, which is just a couple months after the HBO Max launch, AT&T begins layoffs of 800 employees, primarily from Warner and HBO. Mm-hmm. So there's like, we're go- are we going to start seeing that again? Uh, yeah. Once once they come forward, and also, what does this mean for? I saw another thing the other day, like um, Crunchyroll. Is that who owns Crunchyroll? Um, let me search it up. I don't fully know. Okay. Um, so it says, uh, reports begin to emerge. Now, now we're into 2022, uh, the end of 2021 Fox corporation acquires TMZ from Warner media. It's weird. I, who's the guy who, who, who runs TMZ? The lawyer guy. I don't remember. I always forget that guy's name. I always think of him as the king of TMZ and not like th- that it's owned by a corporation. Uh, and then uh, AT&T uh, started selling off products. European Commission approves Disney Warner Media deal. So it's our Discovery Warner Media deal. And that was just last year in December. So it didn't even have two years of time uh, as a full-fledged company before it started getting bought out again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Is it just a matter of it being too big to... Or like it's just not profitable? 
Um, so to answer your question earlier, Sony Pictures Entertainment owns Crunchyroll. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's not what I'm thinking. Of. So I, I just, uh, I can't fathom like working for one of these companies and having to constantly worry about whether you're going to have a job in the next year because you can't seem to find a company with strong footing. Disney, for all the faults I have with it, seems to be it's buying up the competition. It's not constantly being sold and moved around. Mm-hmm. So, and which is sad too, because out of all the streaming services, in my humble opinion, Hulu is uh, is the one I watch for old stuff. But if it's new stuff, I watch HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this will, uh, you know, require a change in uh, if the format will change, like Disney adding adult type shows to yeah. to Disney Plus. If they're going to make changes to HBO Max, but I, I just kind of I, I saw this and thought it was very interesting because it was like literally the image of like a company in crisis. And it can't get more than a year without being traded from company to company. Mm-hmm. Is this common outside of entertainment? Do you know? Yeah, I think it is common. There are some companies that just can't quite hold on. Like, um, if I'm remembering correctly, Reebok was, you know... It They're went, owned by Adidas now, right? Yeah. They're owned by Adidas now, but Adidas has sold them before. And at one point, it was just trendy and it was really successful. I think it's based out of Boston. And um, it has similarly been valued at much higher than it has been sold for yeah. off and on. So there are entities like that, especially when they're consumer-facing in a manner of speaking, right? That, like have value but no maybe you can't figure out how to manage them also some of these departments might you know tmz might be incredibly profitable right Mm -hmm. but other aspects of warner brothers media doesn't turn over at the same rate so buying selling it in a package it's at one price but if they're hurting for money fox is willing to buy part of them Uh, and in some ways that impacts like we're saying it went down in value which is true but it's also sold off major assets yeah half the value yeah like like you said there was whole assets that they weren't allowed to even take with them uh in that previous deal right there was the if we go back up here um, like we'll still we'll still we are still seeing it as warner brother media or whatever they're branded as right now which weird about this is when i think of warner and warner brothers and turner i think of like 80 years of like history of not being of being a staple in the industry now the last five years it's like it can't catch a break mm-hmm. and it's being continually sold off and it sounds like it's had, uh struggling with leadership and things like that yep. like they are just maybe going through an identity crisis especially if they've lost some of their major uh money makers i think of this as similar like i said to reebok so like an athletic company or fashion brand that has like other um if there's an umbrella that has several brands underneath but also like if real estate so if i sold you my house on you know number two on main street in small town usa it was worth two hundred thousand dollars one year but then the next year it's valued at three hundred thousand dollars maybe i put value into my home maybe it's gone up but also maybe i bought the the acres on the lot behind me and that has increased my value yeah similarly something could go down in value because uh, maybe a tree fell on an outbuilding that was added value to your property or you've sold off acreage, therefore changing it. Like, mm. it's harder to measure with this. What's interesting is that they seem to be struggling on a lot of fronts, but departments seem to be successful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am wondering if this means that they need to promote from within mm-hmm. or... That, and that's not super common. It, like, CEOs are usually brought in... Um... You see a huge variety, I think. Um, cause some, some companies, uh, I mean, Apple internally. Pro- yeah. Apple promoted from within, right? Yeah. And, and but so some Amazon, I believe. Uh, but then there's also some executives that move from brand to brand, mm-hmm. pumping numbers and then looking to move up to the yeah. next highest And chair. I think some leadership is a question of like, they need an objective outside opinion who can make the hard calls. Like this department is not 
um, profitable and therefore we need to terminate it mm-hmm. and what that looks like or Disney's going through something that right right now with like when they had Bob Iger in charge he was constantly buying and buying and buying mm-hmm. uh, whereas Bob Chapek is more finance he's more numbers driven he wants to just you know he's not going to if it's not profitable he doesn't see right a, a and he managed the parks which yes. gives him a very a, a very nuanced understanding of the consumer facing aspects as well as the challenges yeah. with that because um, they like he's he's like known in those circles as being really cheap yeah i think it's strategic right because like overhead doesn't work and yeah. i think with like if you have an, a park that's not right you know i've never talked to him about it personally but um, <laughs> it'd be nice you know and you know i'll be curious to see what happens here if it'll get sold but it does in my non-business expertise seem like they are struggling in a way that the sales are not capturing yeah. but are hinting at which is interesting too because HBO Max uh, doesn't have the same subscriber base as Disney Plus, but it also costs twice as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like fourteen ninety nine, I think. But it Di- was a, a sort of cornerstone of the market. People will go for HBO Max. Yes, yeah, and uh, a doubt. like to me, that's because even before HBO Max, they had HBO Go, which I had friends who didn't care about anything but Game of Thrones and would purchased HBO Go just so they could watch it. Uh, after after it aired so uh are they suffering from just like they have euphoria now so they need that go-to show to pull people back in and that's very hard in these markets i don't watch hbo max much for for new stuff i watch it for the dc animated movies and i watch it for like certain shows that you just don't they don't have elsewhere like fringe is on there and it's the Mm -hmm. only place i can watch it without ads Mm -hmm. Uh, other like imdb tv has it but you have to watch ads with it but most of these services i'm not watching is like uh, a new show comes out every few months that might catch my interest but it's not the it's not like every week something new comes out and i want to watch it Mm -hmm. usually you're just trying to find the place that has the best old stuff that you want to watch and that holds you over until the next interesting thing comes along yeah netflix i i I go through cycles where i'll watch old episodes of uh either ncis Mm -hmm. or uh or stuff like that but then they had the adam project came out and i actually really liked that Mm -hmm. that was a good movie but it's like i'm you're it's almost like you're going between these services between there and none of them have really hammered down a way of being like a, a leader in new content only. And I, I think that hurts a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. uh, there's just a lot of like, like you were saying, like struggle with leadership here. I'm seeing so many like so-and-so resigns uh, like uh, over. An, uh, oh yeah. It says, uh, where was I was, I longtime Turner executive, David Levy and longtime HBO leader, Richard Plepler abruptly exit the company amid rumors of a massive AT&T drive restructuring ahead. So they left before things got bad. Mm-hmm. Also, it's uh, good to be known that this is February of 2019. And this is in COVID started when in at March, March of 2020. Of, okay. Of 20. So about a year before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started here and we were officially in the pandemic in March of 2020. Rumors were starting before then. And, other countries had outbreaks as in December of uh, there's, 2019. There's a yeah. meme of like all like 55 CEOs resigned right before COVID started. Mm-hmm. So that probably didn't help like all the stuff going on. These companies are restructuring their business format. Uh, HBO Max did the thing where they released that when, when theaters reopened, they released movies both on HBO Max and in theaters. So they're trying to navigate this completely different entertainment world than it was like this couldn't have happened at a COVID couldn't have happened at a worse time yeah. for a company restructuring. So maybe that and plays a, a company role. restructuring without strong leadership. There's, there yeah. doesn't seem to be a strong vision for what 
Warner Brothers is going to be mm-hmm. right now. When you think of Disney, you think of Bob Iger or Bob Chapek now. Uh, and when you think, or when you think of Marvel, you think of Kevin Feige runs everything in that division. So they have strong leadership. Right. And Disney sells you a full package culture, right? It's yep. not just that they have a channel on TV that produces mm-hmm. stuff for, for kids. They're also behind some larger, more adult projects. Now they have a streaming service that centers around the fact that you have access to content that you can specifically think of for them. Yep. Um, like we said, we maybe they're trying to move away from that by producing more adult content. They have the parks that, again, are central to this like family-friendly it builds culture. The brand. And then they yeah. have, Disney has merchandising. Like yep. you yep. can buy, there are literal Disney stores where you can buy things that they produce. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge company and we forget that. You know, other, it's not exactly comparable to something like Warner Brothers. There's no Warner Brothers store as far as I know. Warner no, I don't Brothers, think, I don't, I don't think, so. think, has a theme park. Maybe they do. Uh, um, no, it's Universal, a part of Universal. It's a part of Universal. And so, Six Flags. If you've ever been to right. like, Wait, Warner Brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal? A lot, uh, Six Flags it. licenses the characters mm-hmm. from okay. Warner Brothers. I'm okay. not sure. I'm not sure what the formal I'm, Some uh, of it is, but um, Six Flags does have like um, DC products like um, Superman. Mm-hmm. They have the Superman ride where you go all the way up and then they drop you. Down. And I think they they use the licensing from mm-hmm. these things. And then there's the Riddler ride. I don't recommend it. Yeah, if you're a short person, look for a short seat. But the seat does like move up and down. And if you're like a short person like me, like that was terrible because like basically you're on your tippy toes the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, because mm-hmm. when I think of it, I I, I think of like uh, Universal has their strong brands like Harry Potter and uh, what's the other one that they have there. Now they're doing Nintendo World. Yeah, well. Um, Universal World usually banks on Despicable and, Me and Pirates of the Caribbean and Jurassic Park. Yeah, so movie franchises. And I don't know if they're going. Well, I remember in Japan, Universal they were like banking hard on Back to the Future. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, like there's nostalgia stuff that if you want to buy it, they still have it somewhere online. They're not offering it anymore in their personal stores, like in person. Um, but they had a whole thing where they had Jaws, E.T., Back to the Future, like um, Nostalgia. Nostalgia Park would be a great idea. That'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, it would make Hannah Claire very mad because... No, I love nostalgia stuff. I'm a huge fan. It's just, I wouldn't want Remake Park, right? Mm-hmm. Remake Park? I wouldn't want to be like, it looks like something that was old and cool, but actually we've decided to spin it and now it's less interesting. Now it's corporatized and Stop boring. corrupting good things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just my opinion. All right. Uh, so I just I just thought that was a very interesting topic to cover. Just uh, how uh, how much uh, Xanax you probably have to take working for Warner Media, never knowing what the hell's going to happen and mm-hmm. how things are changing. Well, and I'm sure competing for offers, like if you're trying to buy scripts and stuff and being like, we might be able to take you to air, but also we may mm-hmm. not exist. Yeah. We're a fun gamble. Like, do you want to, like, are you going to sell it to them even if they offer you the money if it means right. it's not and it's really made. hard to like for things go into development for a long time oh, yeah. and like they are not even sure that they can make it through the development process because if they restructure if the head of whatever department needs to sign off of it at Warner Brothers says yes but then they merge with AT&T or and they they're merge like that's not on brand and they're anymore like, just kidding we've changed their mind like they have wasted money on that yeah project. one thing you always hear actors talk about is that it's a monumental feat just to get a movie made mm-hmm. uh it's I think even just to get to a pilot like yeah. that is actually like I don't work in that industry, but I could imagine like it's hard because yeah. if it gets rejected, it's sad. But like that is actually a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And for us as a consumer, we're like only a pilot. They didn't even pick it up. But like yeah. we don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes. That's literally called pilot season where they go out and they film a bunch of pilots and they're all uh, script, you know, shopped around to different networks. And you don't know who's going to end up in like I imagine they shoot for like I've watched shows where they, they refilm that they like they reshoot the whole pilot with different people. Yeah. yeah uh, or I mean, I've known people to go through that process or like some shows 
they're like this pilot was close enough and then certain characters are moved around mm-hmm. um yeah so we'll see what happens with, we, with we, sweet warner brothers yeah animation does that too like um my favorite disney um animation the owl house like their first pilot episode it was never aired but everything was changed uh, yeah so not, the not hard one. to believe yeah so basically like loose their main character her colors and outfit changed drastically and same thing with um Ida Edelin, like basically like her whole outfit changed too. It everything basically changes. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. It but happens. you you know what doesn't happen? What? That often that we don't experience cringe fest. Uh this was this was very cringe, what guys. Uh <laughs> this is viewers viewers cringe as Rebel uh, as Rebel Wilson hosts the BAFTA award ceremony. Uh I made Miracle and Hannah Claire watch this. I don't like this. I made them watch this. Yeah, Brad does occasionally send out homework assignments and some behind-the-scenes stuff, but this was a, like, urgent do-not-show-up-to-record without having watched I this. was like, you have to watch the cringe. Um, uh, I got secondhand cringe for the people watching this, and I, the, I don't think this is Rebel Wilson's fault. I think the jokes were horrible, and she knew the jokes were horrible, and she looks visibly uncomfortable as she's making the jokes in this segment. I wish I could play it for you, but if you guys uh, just go, if you're listening to the podcast or you're watching mm-hmm. this, pause it and go and, and watch the uh, uh, her uh, initial BAFTA uh, intro speech or whatever, yeah. where she does like a monologue. and Yeah, her, she, ba- her BAFTA opening monologue. Yes, mm-hmm. she looks really uncomfortable the whole time. Like, she knows that these jokes aren't going to hit. In, in I don't the, think she looks uncomfortable the whole time, but I do think there are moments... She, there, she doesn't always have confidence in this. I don't know yes. if you want to explain what happened a little bit before I give you a take. Well, but. no. So, so it says viewers. Here's what I want to talk about. I, was, uh, I got different articles from different people, and basically the idea is like these people thought she was trying to be Ricky Gervais, which only Ricky Gervais can be Ricky Gervais. Other people thought that she was just trying to be generally funny, or like. And then the I have this article from the Daily Mail where they talk about her lecturing people. So it's like. Who is she? Are they trying to be counterculture? Are they trying to be culture? When you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what I think happened here. So it says, Rebel Wilson hosted the BAFTA Awards ceremony in the UK and and has not gone down well with people on social media. While the crowd of A-listers inside Royal Albert Hall chuckled with delight at each of the Aussie stars punchline. Okay, that is a heavy, heavy interpretation of what I assumed, what what I interpreted as very, very tepid humor or tepid laughter. Yeah, I did too. Uh, There was no chuckling with delight there was like there was a <laughs> chuckle but in the like oh, oh, oh polite uh, laughter yeah was, we know uh, we're supposed to be laughing but yes. we don't totally feel the earth it was like it was like two claps and then they stop before the or they pan people's faces and they make like the like uh-huh. half round like ah yeah. i don't know what to say here i don't so. know but i'm also disturbed that she was throwing bras everywhere i didn't, I didn't see that. that i only watched um, it's mom. that um that video where gaga posted on twitter if you watch it real quick, it's kind of weird and cringy. Like she's just throwing bras. I, I do want to point out that she looks fantastic, and she, yes. she's uh, I, and she I she referenced her weight loss, and that was a big part mm-hmm. of the stick, which I think also you know, which became a joke about J.K. Rowling, which became uh, a dig at uh, trans at trans stuff. I don't. So none of it is great. Is she okay. trying to make a trans fat joke? I think part of it is, and I I pose this question to both of you seriously. Mm-hmm. When did it become? When did the opening monologue of war shows have to become comedic? When did that become the standard? And do you think that there are any alternative types of hosts that the media will accept? I feel like it started with Ricky Gervais, right? No, it, or, I mean, there's always been. What about o- Tina Fey and um, Amy? The Polar? jokes, the jokes should be more. Uh, 
But um, does it have to be comedic is what I'm saying? No, it doesn't have to. But like a lot of them, like I how you pointed it out. By now, tradition, it does. Yeah. They okay. try to make it funny. See, I think that's maybe worth moving away from. You and I were talking about this a little bit before, but... Uh, I actually think Rebel Wilson is very talented. I think she's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and she mentioned her weight loss, so I'll bring it up here. Having lost a lot of weight, I'm sure she is trying to uh, understand what her role is in the industry now. She even made a joke about, which I thought was like, again, it wasn't like hold my gut and laugh funny, but it was like, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. That she maybe now can be cast as like the leading love interest as opposed yeah. to the quirky sidekick. Yes. Uh, in that sense, I think maybe as a comedian... And she knows she was she was always a comedic actress, not actually a comedian, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Like she seems to be struggling to find where her humor is, and that is a challenge. Like comedians have a, spend a long time cultivating what their repertoire is, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you completely change uh, visually your aesthetic, it's going to change what your humor yeah. is. I I do I did just watch the thing. Uh, she hands this guy a bra. And I just want to know who the writer was like, okay, okay, here's what we're going to do, right? And you're going to like hand this person. Because like, everyone a loves prop humor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Jason, James Dwyer says, don't know who thought Rebel Wilson hosting the BAFTA 2022 was a good idea, but they need stacking. I uh, think they just think, oh, yeah, she's funny. But like, again, there's a difference between like an actual comedian versus like a comedic actress who can both be very talented, but like not the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I don't know. She, at least she's better than amy schumer i do not like amy schumer she kicked things off with, uh, mm-hmm. in a very formal way by walking through the audience and singling some people out as rebel approached uh coda star amelia jones the aussie joked i'll give you the award for the person in the crowd leonardo DiCaprio, would find the most attractive he does like them young okay that was like the closest they got to trying to be like ricky gervais humor uh but it's like they're pulling their punches uh, like she, it's like you can't play, but in this type of humor, also, that's such a it, played out joke. It like, takes mm-hmm. it, it takes more finesse to work both sides of the aisle and make fun of everybody. Well, and like, why does Rebel Wilson care who Ricky Gervais is dating? Like, uh, that, Leonardo DiCaprio, yes, whoever. <laughs> more, does she care? Who more, Ricky... more aptly, what right? What? Why does whoever wrote these jokes for her care? Yeah, like that's the thing, like. Comedic branding has to be true to the person. So I get why they had her talk about her weight loss. I wish they didn't. But like, it makes me wonder if Gervais actually wrote his jokes for that famous 2020 award ceremony. And I believe that he did. But it's like we're still being sold counterculture just by the way that he was allowed to make that presentation and make those jokes. And it still somehow ended up online as like the full monologue. You're being sold a form of counterculture without even realizing it. Like uh, th- there's a YouTuber I was watching. He was talking about, he's like, I remember being back and like watching stuff back in the day and like movie, like rock and roll bands like scared me. Cause I'm like, look at these guys. They're in their leather jackets and they're looking all cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's literally a bunch of grown men who got a call time to go to a shoot where they had to shoot this video to look cool. You're literally being sold counterculture by a corporation. Now you're being doing it's now, now it's being done just more sneakily. Yeah, mm-hmm. I go back and forth on that because, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. On the other hand, like, when you want to be a successful rock and roll person and make money, you do have to comply a little bit yeah. with, like, you know, you have to produce your music videos somehow. A lot of bands who are super into the counterculture, I think of, like, if there are someone out there, not me, who can name mm-hmm. a ton of underground grunge, grunge punk bands who are extremely talented. Who would talented. call you sold out if you went and had Also, the money. who could never get organized enough to, like, manage yeah. a record deal or a exactly. tour. Like, there's, like, there's, two si- there's two sides to that sword. I think Ricky Gervais talking about counterculture was, like, fine and necessary. I just think that, like, we never... We never then managed to come up with anything new. And it's, mm-hmm. like... 
there's no refreshing take. That's why I asked, do we have to have a comedic opening to this ceremony? Can we have someone else do it in a way that's pleasant and entertaining? I mean, like, can we have someone who's super dignified do it and bring some, like, honor back to these proceedings in a way that might make people be like oh this is kind of a big deal I it would do have to be it. it would have to be done in a way that doesn't seem self-aggrandizing for the industry because people are just going to think they're patting themselves on the back it people still already seems like that's, that's me with a stupid comedic yeah. opening that wastes time so uh i did find it funny that in one of the articles now i don't know if it's this one that i read listed it as surprisingly apolitical the 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 present the, the award show not that presentation but they said the award show as a whole was surprisingly apolitical but then every other article that i found talked about and this is literally from the daily mail it says an orgy of the woke elite viewers hit out at entitled movie stars lecturing over ukraine jk rowling and james bond and wokest bafta awards. maybe that person yeah. was like they did not hit it hard enough or they were like it's gonna be worse and it wasn't as bad as they thought the yeah who said it was surprisingly apolitical yep the politically charged show returned after a two-year delay with wilson giving vladimir putin the middle finger Oh, God. No, apolitical. That is the lamest of virtue signals, my friend. Like, uh, if you want to go to Russia and give him the middle finger, I will give also, you a... Also, like, I am on trend with what you guys all think I should be saying. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I support the thing, the current thing. I'm not against... I think I've tried to say this on the show before, but, like, if you are a person with influence or fame who, like, does have a political cause you really believe in, like, go for it. Cool. But, like... Stop just saying like, oh, I noticed we're all talking about this. So I will weigh in now that we have collectively as a society decided what the right opinion is. Yep. So it's it just it always comes off as disingenuous. Like the 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 celebrities who had causes back in the day, it was so much more authentic. See, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just as fake back then. But now it seems like so many of them. Mm hmm have these pet causes uh that all are vaguely defined and they're all just like vaguely social justice mm -hmm. vaguely this vaguely that when really it just feels like my agent said i need to say this to stay yeah and like there is a quality like i do think that it's worth doing something you know someone who's a narcissist who wants to tell you what good what things they're doing who still ends up donating a lot of money to a cause that needs it like man eh, it's not great but like at least there is something happening for yes. the cause like yeah but ultimately like it's probably a better value to not have to tell you all the time how good you are, right? Yep. Or the, all the wonderful things you're doing. And like, there's an element of this that like, if you really were interested in this, would you do it behind closed doors? And I think for some of these people, no. They would not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it says uh, the comment was apparent dig at J.K. Rowling's view on gender. I, oh, they talked about she, she talked about Rebel Wilson talked about her body transformation and said, I hope J.K. Rowling still approves, uh, which is very clearly a dig at J.K. Rowling for her uh, her her stake, her ideas on gender identity and, also, like, and biological sex and stuff like that. Are we still mad about this? Yes. Like, we're yeah. still, people are still mad about this. Uh, uh, the author regular. OK, so then they talk about we've uh, anybody who's watching something like this knows about J.K. Rowling and her uh, her issues with that community we won't get into that but i'm just remember somebody said this was not this was surprisingly apolitical uh and it goes on later in the ceremony emma watson appeared to take a swipe at the author so poor jk rowling just can't have this her own the opinions one where she said like i'm there for all the witches or something yes yes mm -hmm. uh, uh also it says uh rebel joked about much speculation about the so they talked about her becoming james bond that was like the cringiest part to me mm -hmm. but also like the least annoying parts that one I'm sort of okay with because it was just like it was it so is, ridiculous it's a little bit funny how like obsessed people are with the new jay's bond and how yep. like the longer it becomes unclear even if they're like oh, this is the front runner they're like but maybe anyone could do it yeah mm -hmm. 
so yeah, so they're they're talking about uh, uh, all of their causes and stuff. I like wish this. she had made she did she 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 walked right up the line and didn't quite execute a like British Commonwealth joke. She was like, "Why is an Australian hosting this?" Yeah, yeah, yep. I don't know. Oh, like man, you're you could have done something funnier there, but they're they're not allowed to, man. There's uh, we I, we might talk about it tomorrow, but uh, John Cleese made a co- a very very saucy mm-hmm. comment. Oh today. yeah, yeah, I was thinking about covering this on Uh And um, I, I don't even think it's saucy. It like makes perfect no, logical sense. It, it it is, but it's if what I wanted to point out was like if you look up the the articles covering it, they're so hyperbolic. They're super mad about it. Yep. So mm-hmm. just for reference, um. John Cleese suggested that British people get reparations from Italy because at one point they had been invaded by Italy and stuff like that. And that's historically accurate. And also people don't believe in European... Like, the thing about... uh, I'll just talk about... And this was at South by Southwest. uh Uh-huh. And, like, the thing is, like, Europe is actually, like, not a global majority population. It's it's considered one of the global minorities. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, like, people for... Because... European has colonialism and like Brett is like please stop talking no 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 but like because there is so much history in Europe that people like forget because they are often depicted as a global oppressor which I'm not justifying everything in the whole world like they forget there is inter-conflict between European countries and my point is that if you look at this and then if you look at the back and forth that the, he did not just make the state, John Cleese didn't just make that statement randomly. He was having like a back and forth with another person at South mm-hmm. by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, these industries are, are addicts. They're addicted to divisive identity politics mm-hmm. and they are crackheads that need to wean off it somehow. There needs some, somebody needs to make like a, a identity politics or social commentary uh, suboxone mm-hmm. for them so they can go on the taper and get the hell off the rhetoric because mm-hmm. they, they're they're crackheads. They yeah. can't, as an addict in recovery, I know what an addict looks like and that's what these people are. They're addicted to the drama. They're addicted mm-hmm. to the divisive nature of everything they're discussing because it makes them feel good about themselves. But have you read the reports that have come from like, in, like the declassified internal State Department mm-hmm. reports that are like China and Russia are both sort of like, yeah, we're going to let America do this because it's ultimately going to be their undoing. Like, Mm -hmm. they're so obsessed with identity politics that they're going to eat them, like, they're going to eat each other alive and collapse, and that's going to be fine for us. And it's like, this is how other global powers view us and we're still like no we must be obsessed with this everything we're doing is right desperate need to prove that you're more virtuous than the twitter user next to you Mm -hmm. desperate need to prove that you care about more people because people that care about not in a real life never in the real world no no, the military is doing the same thing like um i just watched a video where they're reviewing like all the 2022 um liberal memes and like right now the army is like basically telling people like every morning drill they have to practice like proper pronouns like so like the day military leaders across Mm -hmm. the world are obviously shaking their boots i know oh my god we're so woke this is fairly off topic but uh, i mean the the military i don't care Mm -hmm. about that i care about these people because these people like whenever we talk about these issues and we uh uh, tim talks about politics and i was like but you don't get people through the politics these are the people that reach the the next generation these are the terrifyingly uh the talking heads that like for all you want to talk about uh the news cycle and how how little people 
watch the news. Yeah, that's fine. But these people parrot the same beliefs as every news site, and they have hundreds of millions of followers. But CNN mm-hmm. has produced its worst ratings that has in a long time. This it, I thought it I, does not matter as I, long as these people no, believe it. But what I was going to say is like. But people aren't, we've talked about this before, people aren't tuning into award show. Her yes. first joke of the night was like... But they're talking about it on social media. Hold on. The Her first, <laughs> Rebel Wilson's first joke of the night was like, this is the very last BAFTA. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they are becoming aware of the fact that like, they, their monuments to their own success are no longer interesting to the general public. Yeah, they're talking about it on social media, but like, you've pointed this out before, like, I don't, none of these people are people that I follow or interested in. Like, yeah, there's some backlash to it some people are saying that they didn't like it some people Mm -hmm. are saying that she was good like yeah but it'll be gone in what by next week we won't care about this one of the reasons we but still it will talk be replaced. about okay, okay. The, one of the reasons we still talk about Ricky Gervais's monologue is because it was so different and it struck a chord with so many people who are choosing to turn these things off. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just think that like you are totally right. This culture is extremely important and what they're talking about has major influence, but they Th- this moment where Rebel Wilson is like, this could be the last one, shows a weird self-awareness because you know she didn't write that joke yep. that like this time of obeying is maybe falling apart. Yeah. I, I do wonder, uh, as much as these shows do bad, how uh, are these things live streamed? Does anybody know if these are live streamed? I wonder if they get, uh, if, if the views are made up for in like people watching the, because people don't care about the award ceremony anymore. The It's like it's like people who watch the Super Bowl only for the commercials. There's probably people that tuned in just to watch the monologue for these things. No, to they're see not if it's live good. streamed. So basically what they do is it's like how like Tim uploads on TimCast.com. It's like live stream first, but like, but for them, like nobody sees it, only the audience members who actually. It's recorded. Yeah. Live. And then it's recorded and then posted at a later time, a set time for everybody. So it's not live streamed. Well, but I'm saying, um, but it is produced and yeah. shown live on the internet. Yeah. Live, meaning that it's it's debuted mm-hmm. on the internet. And how many views does that get? How many uh, views does each of these it. segments get? I'm saying it's still getting seen. It's just not all co- correlated down into Nielsen data that used to be your number one way sure, of figuring sure, sure, out sure. how how to figure out what people were watching and what people weren't. Did it dominate the public conversation on Twitter, which is where these people go to, to talk about stuff, as evil as I think Twitter mm-hmm. is? But I think last week's Kim Kardashian start working comment is getting more attention than this. This is that's still being responded to. This will die away. These people. The the problem is that these people hold these views, and they're going to continue to talk about them in various uh, interviews. In ones that get more views, ones that get less. Uh, the topics will be topics of movies that they make. Some movies that get more views. Some movies that get less. Mm-hmm. And the culture continues to pile on in this direction. Uh, and I really do think that it's bad. Uh, I agree with you that it's bad. I just think that like now more than ever there is. Uh, a huge movement away from these institutions Mm -hmm. so you're right they will feed culture but like i think it is significant the fact that like you are maybe not seeing as many views like these clips are not going viral people aren't really sharing these monologues because they're not successful they're not funny people or they're hate watching it because they think it's awful yeah but how often are you going to hate watch something like Mm -hmm. it's not even that funny of a hate watch yeah um i think that there is um exodus from being dependent on these things and i while i agree with you it's bad like i also caution you to watch you know see where the alternatives lie because you and i've talked about this before award shows are not a barometer of I, saying, I don't watch the award like i'm o- i only covered this because i saw the this and then i watched the monologue out of sheer uh, morbid curiosity yeah, yeah for sure and then um i just found an article that um they wrote it yesterday the baffles 2022 film awards failed to dazzle uh, 
with an average just a 2.4 mil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what their what their year. I mean, there are YouTube is, videos that yeah. make more that get more views than that. Yep. Yeah. So I don't like. I phrased it wrong. Thank you for correcting me earlier, Hannah Claire. I mean, like, sorry, it's I just recorded. Clarification. Yeah, so it's recorded uh, before, and then it's released to everybody. So they have a set time for every um, every coastal area. I know, like, the West Coast and East Coast in America, it's like two different um, mm-hmm. set time periods. Well, I think we should just move away from award shows and just do celebrity boxing. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. See, I feel like that's a better award show. That, yeah. Yes. So, uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about this. Jake Paul offers sixty million dollar purse for Kanye versus Pete Davidson to fight. See, this is what we need in society. We need heroes like Jake Paul, who's just like, you know what, guys, you're you're wasting everyone's time. Why don't you just duke it out? When it. You don't, just give me the six mil, uh, 60 you, mil, I mean. Don't you think that this is, like, reflective of a, like, weird part of masculinity that men are always allowed to access, which is, like, they settle things differently than women, and I'm not saying violence is the answer, but there mm-hmm. is an urge to be, like, whoever, like, just, just beat thro- each other thro- up. throw each other a punch, and when you guys are done, it's settled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always admired that about men. Like, there is a, again, I'm not, like, supporting violence, but, like, there is a form of conflict resolution that you guys have access to that women just don't. Two dudes get drunk, say something they don't like about one another, they beat the crap out of each other, and then they go about their day together. Yeah, it's, whereas uh, women, it's like, I'm going to harbor a grudge for the rest of my life, and you have no idea when it's going to wear its head or how long I'm going to hold it or how intensely I'm going to hold it. What, mm-hmm. what is that meme? It says, uh, it's like um, a woman tell, like a woman to her friend, she's like, oh my God, you're so beautiful, but she doesn't uh, she, she doesn't just mean like it. curses and then, out. And then a guy goes to his friend, you're the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. Like guys lie to each other's face about how ugly they are and women lie to each other's face about how beautiful they are. Yeah, and I don't think either one of those is necessarily good, but like we operate differently and mm-hmm. this is deeply amusing that he can be like, look, 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 we get it, you're mad, but let's all make some money here yeah. and just hit each other in the face. Uh, the, or what's what's the one meme? It's like uh, it's like a, a woman says to another woman, she's like, do I look fat in this dress? And she says, no, oh my God, you look beautiful. And the guy says like, dude, do I look fat? And he says, dude, I know five fat people and you're four of them. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking actually is like, do you remember that episode of The Office where like, uh, uh, Michael dates Pam's mom mm. and she's really mad about it and like he was like he breaks up with her it's like really bad but like the premise is she, he has to do something to make it up to her and someone's like you should just hit him and she was mm. like yeah I want to hit him and 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 Michael's like no 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 you don't want to hit me and she's like no I do I want to hit you <laughs> see that doesn't work with women and men because the guy can't hit her back when guys hit each other they can hit each Jimmy other Barrett, back he slept with her mob so it's a different like ratio totally, of totally wrongs. different totally different so it says Jake Paul has promised 60 million dollar purse uh I do want to miracle can you look up did um uh his brother did uh did Logan Paul ever pay it was he he's the one who fought Mayweather right yeah I wonder if if Logan Paul never paid Floyd Mayweather for their fight, then I demand that he make proof that he's actually going to pay these guys. Yeah, we have to have the cash on stage. It better be there in person. So That's it says, true. Jake Paul has promised a $60 million purse for Kanye and Pete Davidson to fight on to fight one another. It's a perfect way to make money for it, to monetize your uh, your drama. Mm-hmm. Davidson is currently dating Ye's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, and Kanye hasn't seemed uh, to have taken to it all that well. He recently received a huge backlash over his disturbing music video it was not disturbing he, i mean he buried pete davidson alive as a claymation it was a it was art he kidnapped him and then buried him alive and then grew roses on his head it was a claymation 
Speaking of, uh, also, he only buried him like up to his neck. Yeah, he didn't get, and plus, think about it. Like, I just mentioned like it's celebrity weird. death match. I think it is weird, though. I think we have to be cautious. Like, yeah, then something does happen, and then they're like, "Yeah, we should have seen the signs all along." Right, right, right. It's like it's like, oh, it's just art. If nothing happens, and then afterwards we're like, oh wait. Um, he was giving us he was giving us signals that he wanted to do this. Wait, all but along. like, so I don't know if Circle talked about it, but like, there's some like text exchange going viral where like. Kanye, for whatever reason, asked Pete Davidson where he is. I've got this. I've okay, got that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, this all comes up because of this text exchange. We'll go back to the article. Um, first of all, Pete Davidson's piece of crap for doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. At least the way he this phrased like, it. Oh my gosh! Like can, so, just read it first, and then I'll give you my take. Yo, it's Keith. Yeah, can you please take a second and calm down? It's eight a.m. and it don't and it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally. This is, by the way, for you guys who don't know, this is Pete Davidson texting Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What the what she does for those kids is amazing, and you are so effing lucky that she de- that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not gonna let you treat us like this. Uh, treat us this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the f up. And have, Kanye says, oh, you're using profanity now. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Does Pete call Kim mommy now? Because he just said that. I don't know. So it says, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's Kanye says, uh, where are you right now? And Pete says, in bed with your wife. They're not married anymore. Also, like. Right? They're divorced no, now. Um, she's legally single. She's legally she's single. single. Like, the thing is, I Look understand. Look at the picture. I understand he like maybe you know he's if he's dating Kim and he was like I you're my girlfriend and I don't want someone to treat you that way but like I think that the like in bed with your wife thing is immature and ultimately like mm-hmm. seems like he is more about the drama than actually like fostering healthy communication for Kim because like she mm-hmm. is gonna have to co-parent with Kanye like yeah they are gonna be together for a long time like he's antagonizing him on purpose but yeah. this is not and his I, first time doing it he did this to who is it. Um, that dated Ariana Grande. Mac Miller. Yeah, so he, he did, did something very similar uh, to Mac Miller, like where he's like he sent Mac Miller pictures of him and uh, or no, I don't know if that was ever proven. Well, there's there an another, accusation so there's he, another... that he had done some, something similar mm-hmm. to Mac Miller uh, before his death, before his suicide. Yeah. Uh, or drug, it was or, or drug overdose. overdose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. My apologies. Uh, dr- I, I, it's yeah. only important to clarify because that case has been going through legal proceedings. Yeah, I, I just having to do with the like uh, misrepresentation of the drugs that were sold to him. Yep, we covered yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I know you did. I just like did, for anyone who hasn't listened to that could, episode, that's I, why we're being particularly careful about the distinction. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if that was in one of our test episodes or if that was in. It was in our test episode. Okay. So either Miracle, way, again is guessing at that. She doesn't actually. Well, okay. Know. No, no, no. It, Circle it, back to Kanye I, and Pete here, like. I just don't understand how, like, this helps anyone. Like, even if these people weren't famous, if I was, like, if you had, like, you were splitting up with your wife and Mm -hmm. then his girlfriend, like, I understand the instinct to, like, be like, hey, you're crossing a line here. Like, I am feel emotionally responsible for this person that I'm now dating. Like, I feel like I need to intercede. Kanye obviously has done some really uh, sort of weirdly weird things toward Skeet, as he is now known. But, like, to be like, I'm in bed with your wife. Like, that isn't helping anybody. No, you know isn't. what I mean. It and felt if you're like gonna, a dig. It, it felt it, like a dig. It's too antagonizing. And if you like, it's so much worse because there were so many children involved in this, yeah. right? Like, the ultimate goal for these people who are divorcing is to have healthy relationships for those kids, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, if Pete, I get Pete might not really be involved with her kids. They haven't been dating that long or whatever. But like. If his long-term objective is to be a supportive figure in their lives, which I hope it is because he's dating someone who has children, like, this is not helping. No, you're playing, I don't think you're, he's... 
you're being you're everyone's being immature in a situation mm -hmm. where maturity is extremely needed yeah. yeah so it says as for his post kanye uh is angry about a new video of kim and north's tiktok account in which north sings along the lyrics to a song about liking emo girls kanye doesn't think that's okay kanye also claimed pete has bragged about being in bed with his wife which the text now proves legit but as we told you kim's now legally single which makes the wife part of it very much it's just to dig. make him angry it's just to make him angry and then jake paul's in here like here let me let me take 10 percent. but i honestly feel like weirdly he is like offering the best solution yeah. mm -hmm. the other part is i hope in the the, the north tiktok account comes up pretty regularly yeah. and i hope in whatever settlement they have a judge just full-on rules over like she can't be on the internet until like this is my personal preference mm -hmm. that she cannot be like a public figure online until she's 18 yeah and yeah. at that point you guys can do what you want but i feel like that would just resolve so much conflict because mm -hmm. i don't think kanye's in the wrong for that one yeah. i think he is not a fantastic communicator or a pr person yes well i don't know who it says it's monitored by kim but who's actually monitoring it like her I'm sure i think it would just good. resolve conflicts if mm -hmm. and there are other like again non-famous custody people who have custody agreements like this mm -hmm. that it's just like as a as a full-on blanket rule kids aren't on online she's not allowed to have it anyway she's only eight years old she's supposed but that's to why it's like 13. monitored by her mom yeah. yeah she's supposed to be 13 to have it by herself he uh so uh but it's not even called like north Korea or northwest it's like yeah kim and north like it's almost oh, yeah, an yeah. extension of kim mm -hmm. okay. and again like i could see that also having worse implications whatever so that's true but I'm i do think they should punch each other in the face and just yeah say, so he had his disturbing music video uh and says in leaked text messages the pair reportedly sent to each other uh davidson appeared to boast about being in bed with his wife as ye is also asked to meet him up for sunday so it's like offering for him he's like come to church dude mm -hmm. uh well paul said he's willing to pay big money to get the two men to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with one another and sort things out uh, sharing his offer in a tweet, Paul said, my official most uh, V promotions offer to Kanye West and Pete Davidson, I have 30 million guaranteed for Kanye and 30 million guaranteed for Pete uh, plus pay-per-view upside. So he's a businessman. He's like, I'm taking 10% of everything. And mm -hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful but thing. But I love it how it says not like very non-biased he is, but what side do you think he's really on? Himself? I uh, he's on his own side. That's a, that's an interesting question because I don't think he's on either side. I don't. I don't. That think means Jake... in the best candidate to propose that, exactly. right? Like if he was on either one of their sides, this would be like not a good idea yeah. because yeah. you don't you couldn't trust that it's non-biased. He's just in it for himself and for making money. And mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing if if you're if you believe that it's in the best interest of all parties and that he's in it he's in it for himself. Pete's in it for himself and Kanye's in it for himself and they all make money off of mm -hmm. it. He's also like, like, go ahead. So you go. First. No, no, you no, go. no, you go. No, watch like both of them go. Like we'll do it. If you raise it up to 80. Yeah, they start. This <laughs> yeah. is a nice collaborative part partnership. They can start working on communicating together. Exactly. Like, imagine the price actually went higher after next week. I imagine they could turn a huge profit turning mm -hmm. this into but an actual. And you know, event. somewhere Kim is like, Pete, I don't think maybe you should consider it. Yep. Yeah. She's like, yeah. So she's, she's like, I have a really have good Have you seen trainer. the price of gas lately? She's like, no, because she's a businesswoman. She she's is. like. We're talking more about her she's tomorrow. Like, well. It's thirty million dollars. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money. We could start a we could start another company. Okay. It says uh, so money will be put in escrow before. Okay, so he's he's maybe he's like I don't want to be like my brother. Money goes in escrow before. They have You'll, learned, yeah. Yes, they've learned from uh, his brother's mistake. Uh, six round boxing match. Let's sell this beef like men uh, before the children get any more impacted. So even he's being more adult than they are. Yeah. Doggy, think of the children. Think of the children. Uh, this comes after Paul pledged to get Elon Musk and Vladimir Putin to put their fight to uh, to make their fight a reality too. 
my god what if he just becomes like the world's biggest promoter and starts getting no, all he these... is the world's like mediator for yeah. men mm-hmm. for, for men. men only uh like... he's like look you guys just have to punch each other we're gonna settle this like men it's like when we return it's like as if we're returning to duels <gasps> that's a beautiful thing that's still legal in some states yeah really so i can pull out a glove and smack somebody in the face and go like i challenge you I, to I, a duel i don't think you can smack them beforehand i think that's, you have no to... no that that's like how some duels start uh, I think you have to challenge them to the duel first. Oh, uh, I think that it is interesting that like we are now like, yes, we do need conflict re- resolution. And we recognize that like this may be a way to do it. Boxing is the way to do that. So who else it, could we get to uh, mediate their disputes? Who else, or is, also, who else is on this card? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if Vlad, I assume Vladimir's busy. He's not going to punch Elon. So Pete and Kanye are had, are the title fight like. What else? Well, who else is mad at each um, other? We get Kanye's new side chick with Kim Kardashian. Uh, no, they're both. Their faces are very expensive. They can't risk they that. Can't no, like it's this. only chest shots. Maybe, but those are expensive. <laughs> those are expensive too. too. Uh, in fact, all of it is like you'd have to have insurance. The insurance on that fight would be extremely no, high. No, they get those inflatable balls or like the sumo wrestler outfit, and they just like charge at each other. Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Also expensive, though. Did you know Britney just got married? I, I saw yeah. that she was engaged. I almost sent it to you this. Uh, no, 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 she's married. She's, she's married, married now. now. Good for her. Uh, no, uh, or no, line. it would be Britney Spears and her dad. It wouldn't be her sister's. My, her well, dad's no, no. the one that was more the... I don't think you can punch an old guy. He's he, he's not the best, but mm-hmm. like... Let her do it. Let, let, let them do it. Uh, well, then that's unfair, because what if he croaks after that? Who, or she croaks from that? Uh, who else? Who else could we get to in celebrity uh, celebrity conflict resolution? Oh, my God. All... Jake Paul. All the people who are nominated to be James Bond, they yes. find out, and whoever that would be wins. so funny. Whoever wins Perfect. becomes James Bond. That's that's perfect. I'm looking at like a celebrity news site right now. Honestly, to see I think mad. that would be Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill's got much. Probably got a look. There's only one way for us to find out. <laughs> call call, call Jake Paul. Paul. Is it Jake or it's Logan? Jake. It's Jake. Jake is doing Logan it. Is the one who off. Logan is the one who hasn't paid Floyd Mayweather. Okay. Yet. I love it. Let's do it. We're mm-hmm. doing it. Um, who else? I honestly um, can't think of who's because that's like, we, we. Oh my god, it. we bring Kim Jong Un because there's a meme that he's like, I wanted a war war, and you guys are starting without me. That's okay, but who did he fight there? Um, Putin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, not as funny as Elon versus Putin, but uh, there's there's got to be at least one more group of people that we could get to beat the crap out of each other. I think. Our viewers should uh, leave a comment suggesting. Yes. Perhaps somebody will leave like a comment. This this is pretty late in the in the segment, so if anybody's watched this far, they can leave a comment and say who, what what two celebrities would they like to see beat the crap out of each other mm. in order to, to resolve a conflict to resolve yeah. uh, to resolve their issues. Violence for peace, you know. Oh, um, I know it's like male versus female, but Billie Eilish versus Travis Scott. There, there you go. Because she keeps on trying to bring this man down. Yep. Twice, twice she did that with yeah. the, with those snarky comments about yeah. Travis Scott. It's perfect. And Travis Scott is like, not today. But I don't think they do a mixed gendered pairing. That you know what I mean? doesn't well, really work. They then they would have to play tennis against each other. Yes. Uh, can we do something more physical? Wait, than what's that? the what's the one Olympic sport that uh, horseback riding is like the one Olympic sport where men and women compete together? Uh, Maybe I don't know. I, I'll think about it. Anyways, I definitely want to hear who what like other people who yes. are watching this. What stuff. celebrities would you guys have uh, fight each other in order to settle their differences so they can all become friends again? Mm-hmm. I don't know who it would be. 
Like I'm gonna think of some great ones, but it's gonna happen like right when we right when we go off air. Mm -hmm. It's gonna yeah. make me very sad. All right, it Rebel is time it, it, versus the writers who wrote the terrible speech for the Baffos. That could be it, uh, or just any of those writers mm -hmm. make those writers fight each other. Uh, all right, so uh, it's time for um, Hannah Claire to be very happy. We're going to talk She's about Dolly Parton. Uh, yes. Uh, so it says, Dolly Parton just turned down her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination. I really do feel out of place talking about this because I know very little about Dolly Parton uh, other than she's a You're great... You're going to do great. You I, know more than you think you I do. know that she's a philanthropist, that she's big into to giving back to to charity and you know and stuff that she like was that. a country music star and i know that she was a country music star i know that uh she, she she's very proud of her of her plastic surgery that's i think that's like she owns she's it so funny about how like her aesthetic yeah so, so i i there's like she she gives off like cool grandma vibes to me <laughs> like uh it, it, very very cool like she she's like what happens when the cool aunt keeps getting older yeah. Maybe like the why not that just keeps getting older. So it says country legend Dolly Parton just withdrew her name from consideration for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the most polite way. After being nominated for induction in the prestigious institution, Parton took uh, to Instagram to share why she most respect why she must respectively respectfully respectively respectfully decline dolly here she wrote in an instagram statement posted on monday march 14th even though i am extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated i don't feel i have earned that right so why do you think that is do you think that's because she's not an, a, a rock musician she, i mean we'll get into this i'm okay. sure but like she has turned down quite a f number of awards yes we've got that article um, as well it gives me hope she hasn't said that she is aware that like being obsessed with celebrity culture is not necessarily the center of the universe maybe right? because her godchild is miley cyrus and she saw what happened well i think she... that would have been to like if she were to head something off the past maybe yeah. that's when she would have discouraged her parents from doing that mm -hmm. but pardon uh continued i really i really do not want votes to split because uh to be split because of me so i must respectfully but like she's even thinking of other people when she's doing mm -hmm. this is i i really do not want uh, votes to be split because of me so i must respectfully respectfully bow out i do hope that the rock and roll hall of fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if i am ever worthy this has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully a great rock and roll record at some point in the future, which I have always wanted to do. Isn't Jay-Z in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, they have, kind of, I think, a couple different people that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Maybe they produced music that goes against genre, like maybe genre, like rock and roll is just being taken as like, it's like the music, mm -hmm. the general music Hall of Fame now. Mm -hmm. She also cites her husband's love of the genre, a rare peak at her marriage, which you had mentioned to me before. She's very, very protective She's of. She's extremely private about her. I think her husband, like people know his name and they know he maybe works in construction he's never appeared with her publicly the only last year i think or maybe earlier this year she tweeted a photo of them and it was a huge deal but it was actually a picture of like her looking at the camera and like arm length with the back of his and it, he was wearing one of her new t-shirts like oh he's, they, they are extremely intentionally private oh my god that's what taylor r did in the beginning mm -hmm. when she didn't want to reveal what tom looked like yeah i think especially it's interesting to have celebrities that have a partner that's not involved and mm -hmm. also not seeking to become involved yep. in yeah. any publicity and i think that might affect how they view these kinds of opportunities to be recognized like yeah. mm -hmm. she doesn't need it maybe she's validated and comfortable in other ways mm -hmm. there's a, a uh, YouTuber. She's a like an Instagrammer. I've mentioned her on here before. Her name's Sheena Melwani. She does that. She she had this like really viral series of videos where she'd perform pop songs, and her husband uh, would like yell at her off camera, like interrupting the performance as it was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and his name's the Real Indian Dad. 
they have kids so yeah. but people thought it was her dad that was in oh, that it was interrupted because like he would make jokes uh about like going to like go to college like yeah. and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh and he uh when he finally started to appear on camera he does that they do the thing where he has like the the animation face mm -hmm. over him and like they're like when we get to a million followers we'll do a face reveal and they just, she's at like 1.7 million now they're like we still gotta find the perfect way to do it because i don't think they ever thought that she would get that famous yeah. but now she's at like almost 2 million followers and yeah. they're like the guy doesn't but he's like he's got his own channel that's, he's really funny so he's got his own channel where he does all this comedy stuff but he's either holding the camera at other people and talking mm -hmm. or when he's on camera he's got this animation over his face uh, and I don't think he ever wanted to because he has like a regular job he's like yeah. a banker or something like that I'm sure mm -hmm. something where like he just didn't feel like it would change uh, and he didn't want the scrutiny. So, yeah, I'm sure the picture's out there. Like, if you know her real name, I'm, mm -hmm. it's not that hard to find And I think for it. so many people, like, the reality that some people don't want to be famous, that don't, would, that their privacy is more important to them than mm -hmm. being well-known. Like, this is actually something people struggle with. Because this isn't live... fame, but I didn't want to do this show. Yeah, you, well, you were extremely, I, mm -hmm. to, like, I always promote my, like, social media at the end of this, but it's still something I struggle with, like, it was difficult to decide that I was going, and I'm not even a big deal. Like just having your face and stuff out there regularly, like because, like you said earlier, you can't take it back. Once you can you never do it, take it a, back. It's a genie you can't put back in the bottle. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I had to build a, a strong enough following through skating, but that's different. That's it's not the same thing. That's more of a community than an industry. Uh, and it's something that like you can sort of like perform tricks or you cannot yes. versus being like here are my thoughts and my yes. opinions on things like that is a different kind of exposure when people uh not that it's not serious and when like, when people are like uh, like if people have negative takes on my skating i'm confident in what i can do i'm like i don't care mm -hmm. but if somebody has negative takes on your opinion on something it's a lot harder to reconcile that in yourself because you're i, I would say that a smart person is never 110 percent sure of himself so you should always be at least a little bit weary of well, being uh, there's some studies that say people who are like overconfident and totally sure of themselves are actually very foolish mm -hmm. and people who are wise are the ones who like take a back step step back to consider uh well i, I i'm constantly where i don't think i'm wise either but i i'm constantly you know like it's just that i think that's just part of yeah, yeah like uh of not being 110 percent sure about everything because i constantly want to be able to evolve yeah but i have my own views so but, but said, i i sent you this dolly partner i actually sent you i think the next one you're up yes because we talk a lot about how award shows are maybe dying out and why that would be like do we want them anymore and it is interesting to have a celebrity who is undeniably successful dolly I, uh, dolly pardon has been in uh, you know she's successfully acted she's had a, a, a very serious musical career performance career she owns dollywood she has a nonprofit foundation that she it's uh promoting children's literature that yeah. she is deeply involved in um uh, and she doesn't just turn down some opportunities to be recognized she seems to consistently turn them down and mm -hmm. it comes back to this thing like if you are good at what you do and if you are uh truly like uh pursuing philanthropic interest like do you need for the reason do the you re need to be recognized for yeah. it mm -hmm. and dolly parton does not seem to need it so it says welcome to dolly wouldn't yeah, 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 that's clever. Uh, saying no is an important skill many of us learn throughout our lives. We've been teaching Miracle how to say no today uh, uh, off air about something completely different. But you have to learn how to say no to about stuff. It's just it's part of life. Mm -hmm. uh, so it says, <laughs> Miracle's like, mm -hmm. uh, Dolly Parton definitely understands the power of a polite 
thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, why would the queen of country music, uh, of course, when you're the queen of country music, the things you say no to are fairly uh, on a fairly epic scale, from declining a chance to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show to Plus turning down uh, the nation's highest civilian honor. Now, don't get us wrong, Dolly has graciously accepted countless awards and honors throughout her career, including 10 Grammys, four, uh, four American Music Awards, and two Guinness World Records, to name just a few. But some honors she did pass on the opportunity uh, did pass on opportunities that most mere mortals would probably have jumped at and that's not that part isn't grateful for being honored far from it friends and fans who have met the country icon over the years like the like this today's staffer uh, have uh, reported that the, she's unfailingly kind and humble but as a uh, certified national treasure pardon can afford to be picky so she's uh when you've accomplished that much. So, so she turns down Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Pardon was among a long list of music legends like Carly Simon, Beck, Duran Duran, nominated in 2022 for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. About a month after those nominees were announced, Pardon said she was bowing out of consideration. Even though I'm extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated, so we talked about that quote before, she turned down a statue uh, in, her home in her home state of Tennessee. Uh, in early 2021, Dolly uh, Parton uh, asked the Tennessee legislator to cancel the legislature to cancel the plans to build a statue of her at the state capitol in Nashville. The country icon uh, said that while she was humbled and honored uh, that the lawmakers wanted to celebrate her with a statue, she said she didn't feel comfortable being elevated in that way in the current climate. That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is uh, honestly beautiful. Uh, given all that is going on in the world, I don't think that putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time, she wrote. And I also think that it's important to note, so she did a lot of work early pandemic when school shut down. I like remember she started that. doing like on YouTube, she would do story hours. This has been like a pet passion of hers. Um, and I can see where this is like, no, I just do it because it's the right thing to do. But also mm -hmm. like, please do not use me as your PR savior. Like I'm from Tennessee. Focus on the things that you guys need to focus on. Don't be like look we're honoring someone you like yeah yep so it says she turned down the super bowl halftime show the country legend confirmed that perry invited her to join her in the show uh katie perry uh invited her to join her on the show and she said no but it was for a sweet and completely understandable reason she said that she needed to care for her husband of more than 50 years carl dean who was ill at the time mm -hmm. uh i would have done it because i love katie perry but at the time my husband was not doing good pardon said in, uh, in a video for gq he was kind of uh, what's his he was kind of puny. Is that really the right context to use for that word? <laughs> I, I think it's just like he wasn't doing so well. Okay. Like southern it's, language. Uh, okay, so I couldn't do it. But one of these days, maybe we'll do it again. I love her. Uh, I, I do think this is... The first thing I think of when I think of all this, I'm like, this is what Madonna could be if Madonna was a little bit more like a... a but I a, think <coughs> she needs the like. She need, like Yes. There are, it, it's interesting <sighs> that Dolly Parton... You know, she did take the Grammys and do whatever. Like she, she was awarded for her work, and but in this case, it's kind of interesting that she's like, I don't need to just be given honorifics. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it says the Presidential Medal of Freedom twice. twice. Uh, Parton has turned down the Presidential Medal of Freedom not once but twice. The Trump administration apparently attempted to give her the award on two occasions, but she declined both times due to health and logistical concerns. Uh, I couldn't accept it because my husband was ill and then asked if uh, they asked me again, but I told him I couldn't, I wouldn't travel because of COVID. She said in an interview today, I love how like, she's like every time now she could just be like, my husband was sick. Like she's well, and somebody will be like, yeah, leave him at home. I'm going to get the president. Of she's like, nope, my husband's my priority, which mm -hmm. I really respect. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, sharing a song with Elvis Presley. 
Uh, for many artists, having Elvis Presley record one of their songs would have been a dream come true. However, when Presley asked Pardon if he, if he could sing her 1974 hit single, I Will Always Love You, she turned him down. It was nothing against the king personally, but more a business decision. So she's strong on her business motives too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I, I'd been invited down to the studio to meet Ellis and be there th- uh, when he sang my song. That was the most exciting thing that had ever happened to me. Who doesn't love Elvis? Partner called to the UK's uh, The Big Issue last year. However, Presley's manager... Colonel Tom Parker, is that right? Colonel Tom Parker? Did I say that right? Colonel. Okay. Uh, called Pardon in that afternoon, the afternoon before the recording session with some unexpected news. Presley's team would not record anything without getting 50% of the royalties. Pardon uh, also talked about the encounter on a podcast with Reba McIntyre. I said, well, that throws a new light on this, Pardon told, uh, Pardon McIntyre. Uh, pardon told McIntyre? Uh, a, There's no space. They okay. Typo. Uh, Parton told McIntyre uh, because I can't. I can't give you half the publishing. I'm going to leave that to my family. So she's like got like she's she's very polite. She's very firm. Mm-hmm. She's like she could teach a class mm-hmm. in how to be polite and firm uh, about like how to re- turn things down because you know that's not easy to do uh, for a lot of people. I'm I'm far too agreeable in most cases. Like maybe I could learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, writing well, her own, and like the way she treats people is significant. I don't know if you saw like the right the last paragraph is like when he gets divorced, he sang this song as they walked out of the courthouse. Like, you know, he doesn't have any hard feelings for Dolly. He still yeah. likes the song. Still likes the song. Uh, so she turned out not wanting to ride the rides at uh, riding her own rides at Dollywood. I, I imagine that'd be funny if she's like, "Well, I." Those things are a death trap. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 is Dollywood? Like, I don't even like roller coasters. Yeah. Is Dollywood still around? Yeah. No. No. It's totally up and running. Um, I have always wanted to go. It's in North Carolina, I believe. Says, Do you uh, want to buy tickets? Says, Let's, Let's all it. go. I don't ride the rides. I never have. She told the New York Times in 2019. I have a tendency to get motion sickness. Also, I'm a little bit of a chicken. Like even when she turns, she's so. Uh, she's, no. Read her next slide. This is my other favorite. With all my hair, <laughs> with all my hair, I got so much to lose. Like my wig or my shoes. She added. I don't like to get messed up. I'm gonna have some handsome man mess it up. I don't want. To, I don't want some ride doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's very she's classy and very funny. Uh, very good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a guest spot on Drew Paul's drag race. Yeah. Uh, Parton is known for her support of the drag community. She once even entered a Dolly Parton drag queen lookalike contest and lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there, wasn't there a story of like Elvis entering an Elvis lookalike contest and lost or something like that? There's been like a that? couple of them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So she turned that down. The Glastonbury festival. There's all sorts of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, oh, she turned down getting coronavirus vaccine before everyone else. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a saint in a way. Yeah, I thought you would like her. I know you may not be a country music fan, but when I first started being on the show, we talked about Nice Keanu all the time and someone who is famous and successful and talented who also is still choosing to do yeah. good and do the right thing. I think it was more just like, I, I think Keanu fit more with how I felt this podcast was going at the time. Now I'm kind of more happy to branch out and do other I stuff. I like nice Keanu, but like, no, I think, mm-hmm. the, the, well, we talked about him because we talked about current events and there were a couple yes. things that had happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you that just like That was during him. the Matrix. That was during the, ma- when uh, the promotional push. Yeah. For ma- well, and I think with this, with this podcast, we often like to be like, these are people, as much as we're like, why are they acting this way? We like to have people on who are yeah. like, they are cool. They do, they behave in a way that we think culture should emulate. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I keep my eye out consciously for good news as well these days. Mm-hmm. I do want to point like before the we, Chilean. like the, the Chilean president getting uh, gifted a Squirtle Pokemon mm-hmm. from the Japan. Yeah. Uh, so I've got this last article. It's just other bands that had turned down Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, mm-hmm. usually for far uh, less cool reasons. This is usually like making some political statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so the Sex Pistols, and I was like, I was like, I swear my brother told me about like Guns and Roses and the Sex Pistols turning it down like back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So these are, uh, it's not always the band; it's like a member of the band. Paul McCartney turned it down. Uh, it says when the Beatles were inducted into the inaugural Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 88, not all the surviving members of the iconic band would attend. George Harrison and Ringo Starr would arrive at the show without Paul McCartney. The singer boycotted the event of the result of ongoing business disputes. After 20 years, the Beatles still have some business differences. So he's had problems with the other members. Uh, mm-hmm. Pink Floyd, Neil Young. Uh, I didn't understand this one because I don't know. Uh, it says Neil Young is no stranger to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was more than ha- he was more than happy to be inducted for being a solo artist back in 95 on top of that he inducted five other members but when buffalo springfield was uh, inducted into the club in 97 he refused to attend uh which he said was uh, to do with the event uh, with the event televised the presentation is in direct opposition to what i believe young wrote although i accept the honor in the name of rock and roll i declined to take part in this tv presentation and to be trotted out uh like some cheap award show there are so, there are already too many of these. So uh, there's a guy who got the. I, I don't understand what that means. What that has to do with Buffalo Springfield, though. So, uh, but there's Ozzy Osbourne did the same thing for Black Sabbath. Uh, but then he like he like recanted and then went through it. He's like, I, it's not my job to speak for the whole band. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I just thought this was interesting. So there's a history of people being like, we don't want your. Mm-hmm. award but for less cool reasons than <laughs> yeah, dolly that's true so yes that is uh that was very interesting she turned down a lot of stuff a she lot did. a lot of stuff and also hannah claire we have to make a um we have to have a reserve a ticket within 45 days in advance um and then uh, average ticket so one day ticket is like 84 dollars, but a two-day ticket pass is like 104 dollars. okay and it's starting from the age range 10 to 61. Okay. Well, we'll talk logistics after the show. Yeah. Figure out our Dollywood trip. Maybe we can write it off as business expense. We could do, yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a Dolly, uh, oh, you guys can do this. I'm not, I'm not going. Brett's coming with I'm, us. I Dolly Barton's do, number I, one fan. I don't do, uh, I don't do roller coasters. Either. Well, they have. So neither does Dolly, and so you can still come. Well, Brett, also- in the spirit of Dolly, I can go mm-hmm. and not ride the rides. Yeah. Well, Brett, hear me out. There's a free pre-K imagination season pass just for you. And there's bumper cars that are shaped like frogs. They also have like food and all kinds of stuff. I think there's a lot of live music. So something for everyone in the family. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. We'll we'll work on that. We're, we'll find out how we're going to do this show for five days in a row and be at Dollywood at the same time. We'll have to do the show at Dollywood. We have we to can do it on your off day. But yeah. yeah. Well, yeah uh, so let's do it live from Dollywood. <laughs> we should do it on Thursday because Thursday is technically our Friday. Yes. We film it there and then we return Sunday morning. Well, we got to get to North Carolina first somehow. Don't Airplane? worry. We're going to do it. No, car. Oh. How far is North Carolina? I want to say because I don't like giving away our location on I'll search yeah, it. But it's not far. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. You, you searched I'll it search. up. We'll talk about it off air. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Hannah Claire, thank you so much for coming today. Did you enjoy talking about Dolly? I did. I am glad. I, I did know, too. I know you're like, oh, you're obsessed with Dolly, but I swear I'm no. not. She's just an interesting lady. Uh, no, but I'm always grateful to be here. I really love this show. I I have to say, you guys don't realize how hard Brett and Miracle both work on this show off mm-hmm. air. So thank you for tuning back in and uh, uh, tell everyone your social media so they know where they can find you you can find me on instagram at hannahclaire.b you can find me on gab at hannahclaireb and you can find me on timcast.com click on the read tab miracle tell everyone your social media i don't have social media because it rots your brain she's 110 mm-hmm. right about that which is why again i will tell you that if you want to rot your brain with me 
You can do that on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. We can brought our brains together and the hellscape that is social media. Uh, for the show, please go to YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like uh, all the videos that you watch. They're the segments. They're cut up into individual videos. Uh, and then once you're done liking and then leaving comments on all of those, you can go into the description box, which has a list of the, uh, it's the, a link to the Spotify playlist. That is the best way to watch the show or to, to listen to the show, in my personal opinion. Start to finish, no cuts in between. It's the whole conversation. It's all the crazy stuff we're saying, uh, which is a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. uh, if you don't like Spotify, we are also on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora and then on social media on Twitter you can follow us uh, there it's at pop culture underscore show and then you can make Dane our Monday guest host very happy by following us on Facebook and on TikTok and that is at pop culture crisis and we will be back with another episode tomorrow we will see you then guys bye bye